The Florida Gators have added their quarterback for the 2023 recruiting class, and we're going to talk about it only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Happy Tuesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports. And also follow Whole Nine Sports on YouTube because we're going to start doing that. And find me on GiantsCountry.com of SI. Before getting into the content today, just to ask you to like, subscribe, comment, review. Do whatever it is that you want to do. And now we're talking about Marcus Stokes because Marcus Stokes, of course, is the Florida Gators 2023 quarterback commit. At this point, he was the first one. He's the only one. And he might be the only one come time, come signing day. He might get added with another name. I don't know if they will, but we'll see. But uh, Marcus Stokes right now, four-star quarterback from Nice, which is, of course, the same high school that Tim Tebow went to. So there's instantly that connection that he's going to hate having and that pressure and and also the unrealistic expectations that are going to come from the fan base that will get mad if he's not Tim Tebow because as much as we want to say well, we, you can't expect him to be Tim Tebow people will expect him to be Tim Tebow um, because that's just what they do but Marcus Stokes is the number 22 quarterback in the class according to 24-7 the 398th national player with nickname one ranked in the class, though, because his nickname is Joker, and that is dope, and I love it. Uh, Marcus Stokes, he's, he's a fun quarterback to watch. I've watched what I could so far. He's a fun quarterback to watch. He's got that gunslinger attitude, doesn't have the biggest arm, which is it's clear he doesn't have the biggest arm, but it's also clear that, especially in this Billy Napier offense, where he let Levi Lewis be the starter and they won games, uh, Marcus Stokes could do it. You know, not the biggest arm, not the most agile, or not the most mobile quarterback, but he's got enough of an arm to make pretty much any throw that he would be asked to do. And that's that's a weird thing also when we talk about quarterbacks is you talk about Anthony Richardson, and he can make any throw, period. You talk about Marcus Stokes, and he can't make any throw, period, but he can make any throw that will be asked of him. Because no court, no coach is asking a quarterback to scramble for 20 yards and then heave it 45 yards downfield. That's not what people get asked to do. Anthony Richardson could do that. Marcus Stokes, I don't believe, could do that unless he, of course, scrambled, set his feet, and then threw it. But that's rarely the case. And as for running the ball, Marcus Stokes looks more like the gritty runner. Where like, and I know that uh, John Garcia spoke about this last week too, where he had the nice little spin move. But Marcus Stokes seemed, I'm pretty sure it was Marcus Stokes he was talking about when, he, when it was that time. Forgive me if I'm wrong, um, but I'm going off memory with that. Um, but Marcus Stokes, he, he is mobile. Um, he, he's a mobile quarterback that can get moving when he needs to. He can pick up yardage. And it's one of those things where we saw Alex Smith do it in the NFL for so long where he's not 
super mobile, but if a defense does not respect him and the opening is there, he'll take advantage of it. Marcus Stokes is going to be asked to run a little more than Alex Smith if that's run, but still, if the opening is there, he will take it and he will make a defense pay, and that's the important part. You don't need to be Anthony Richardson. You don't need to be Emory Jones. You just have to be able to make a defense pay if they disrespect the threat that you might be able to run the ball. And Marcus Stokes is listed as a dual threat quarterback. Uh, he was previously committed to Penn State, the Penn State Indy Lions. He committed there in April, uh, I believe it was April 8th, if I'm not mistaken, of this year. And it was between Florida and Penn State. And a lot of people thought he'd be going Florida. I thought he'd be going Florida, but uh, nope, that, that wasn't the case. He went to Penn State instead. And then this past Thursday... I was just a normal Thursday afternoon, um, and I get the notification, Marcus Stokes flips from Penn State. And I was like, oh my goodness. So Marcus Stokes flipped from Penn State to be a Gator, which again, we were kind of expecting would happen initially because Marcus Stokes is a Gator fan. He's a Gator kid. He's a, he's a niece kid. We were like, okay, he's going to be a Gator. Um, didn't happen. But even the importance of just adding Marcus Stokes can't be overstated um, because for a few weeks there, it was Florida can't get the job done. Arch Manning's at Texas Longhorn. Jaden Rashada committed to Miami and Florida is kind of left in the dust, left with nothing there. And, you know, media is talking about how Billy Napier, he, he's not going to be able to recruit in Florida. He's a Sunbelt guy and he's clearly losing these battles despite the fact that in that same span, Florida brought in four, three four-star defenders, including flipping one from UCF. Um, and, you know, it's just public perception. We talk about this a lot on the show recently. Public perception versus what was actually happening. The thing is, and John Garcia said this, where he was like, it doesn't matter what's actually happening because the public perception is what these kids see. These kids aren't breaking down every recruiting class they see. No, but public perception is telling them, Florida is in shambles right now. Like Florida is just not working out at all. Uh, but now that's answered. They got their quarterback. Then immediately they got their running. Again, there's there's just so much where we're going to talk about even more of it. But first, a quick word from LinkedIn, because as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people that you want to interview faster and for free. If you've never used LinkedIn Jobs before, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. That's how I got my previous job. I was on the receiving end of LinkedIn Jobs. And with simple tools like screening questions, they make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. And you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college right now. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're still here talking about the importance of Marcus Stokes' commitment, not even just his commitment himself. But And I said this uh, on Thursday when we were talking about it. I don't even necessarily care if Marcus Stokes never works out because he's giving Florida the value that they needed from him immediately. And by that, I mean, 
we were talking about Florida as, you know, top receivers aren't going to want to come to Gambo because they don't know who's going to be the quarterback because Anthony Richardson won't be here because, again, public perception matters more than anything else right now. And public perception is Anthony Richardson going to be one year as a starter and leave because everybody's like, you know, national media right now. He's a first round pick. He's a Heisman candidate. He's this, he's that. There are a lot of people that are also uh, pretty hesitant to pull the trigger on is Anthony Richardson a legit NFL quarterback? And there's a, a huge gap between the two expectations, which odds are he's going to land somewhere in the middle there. Um, and I think that I think that we can get a second year out of Anthony Richardson. Um, I don't think that Florida will win enough games for him to be a Heisman player. And I think one of the only ways he leaves is if he's a Heisman finalist. Um, and I, I don't think that that'll happen. Um, could happen if he has the insane year people think he's going to have. He could lead Florida to those wins. But I, I'm not going to hold my breath about it, is my point. Um, but the future is... You got Anthony Richardson for one year. Who's going to be your quarterback in 2023 and beyond? Because that matters for the 2023 commits. That matters for the 2022 commits. That matters for 2024 and everybody where it's going to be. Who's going to be your quarterback? Who's going to be throwing me the ball? Who am I going to be blocking for? Who's going to be handing me the ball? All these things. And that's answered for 2023. Again, it doesn't matter if it ever happens or if he ever works out. What matters more right now is they had the answer for 2023. They had the answer for beyond that. And so that helps Florida's class just look stronger where, I mean, even right after Marcus Stokes committed within what, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, uh, Trayon Webb committed to Florida. And it was awesome also because on Thursday we were live talking about it on the Lockdown Gators YouTube channel. And we were live after Marcus Stokes flipped and we, we were talking about it. And then the chat started blowing up. So like Trey Webb just committed, T Webb committed. And it, it was a really awesome moment to be a part of that. That was awesome. And then on Friday afternoon, uh, Eugene Wilson third committed. And that was likely happening whether or not Marcus Stokes was going to be the Florida Gators quarterback. Um, but Eugene Wilson third was between Texas A&M and Florida. And he picked Florida, which again, we expected in the pick Florida to begin with. But maybe he was still on the fence come Thursday afternoon. And then Marcus Sosa committed, and it's like, well, now they have a QB that I know is going to be throwing the ball. So that that strengthens Florida's stance, and it's going to help Florida in the future because we've got a lot of commitments scheduled for later on, and then that's going to be massive. But again, it doesn't matter if Mark Stokes ever necessarily works out. What matters is that he's here, that he's committed now, and Florida can look at these receivers and look at these tight ends, if they are even looking at any, look at the running backs and the offensive line and say, look, we've got our four-star QB for 2023. We've got our four-star QB. We've got the guy that's going to be your starting quarterback this year, or well, his first year, maybe the next year, whatever it might be. We've got the guy that's going to replace Anthony Richardson whenever the time comes. And that's all you need to say. And even looking at defense, we talked about this with Arch Manning, Jaden Rashada. There are players that will look at every quarterback that gets that commits somewhere and say, you know, he he they have their QB because I want to win games. And best way to win games is to have that QB that can win you games. And, not, and I don't mean that you could win with, I mean that can win you games. And defenders will look, and if they see that in Marcus Stokes, then that helps them. That that helps Florida. That helps the case. And then just looking at the depth chart and looking at the future starting potential 
of Marcus Stokes. I've mentioned I'm not worried about his arm, his mobility. I'm not worried about any of that because Billy Napier has proven that he will change his offense to fit whoever his quarterback is. That's what he does. So when it's Anthony Richardson, it's going to look more high-powered than if it's Max Brown, Marcus Stokes, Jack Miller III. It's going to look different. So I'm not necessarily worried about fitting the system. Billy Napier does that thing where so many people are like, well, a good coach will change his system to maximize the potential and the talent of the players. Billy Napier will do that. So I'm not worried about uh, Marcus Stokes stepping in and being Anthony Richardson or running the offense that Anthony Richardson runs. I'm expecting it to be a bit of a different offense. So I'm not worried about that. So starting potential is there. We saw Billy Napier get by with Levi Lewis, and I highly doubt that Marcus Stokes will be worse than Levi Lewis. But even just looking at the depth chart when Marcus Stokes get here, let's say Anthony Richardson stays just for the purpose of having the hypothetical of another high caliber player here for another season. So let's say the depth chart is Anthony Richardson in his year in 2023. So Anthony Richardson quarterback. Then behind him, you've got Jack Miller III, who would have been here at that time for a year and a half. You've got Max Brown, who had been here since this year. You've got Marcus Stokes coming in as a freshman. And those are four QBs that you're fairly comfortable with starting. Because you look at, or at least the idea of them potentially starting in 2023, if Anthony Richardson's gone. But again, here we're assuming he's here. That means the year after, you're going to have Jack Miller the third, Max Brown, and Marcus Stokes, and whichever QB you add for 2024, assuming you add a QB. And let's also consider the fact that Florida might not be done with adding quarterbacks for the 2023 class. We talked about this last week. I talked about this yesterday, and I will continue to talk about this, where Chris Parson from Florida State is a quarterback that we know Florida was in contact with during the Elite 11 camps, and after Jaden Rashada decommitted, or after Jaden Rashada committed to Miami and instead of Florida, we know that Florida was in contact with Chris Parson trying to flip him from Florida State. What we don't know to this point is, did Chris Parson say no? And he decided to stay at Florida State. Did Was Chris Parson going to say yes, but just took too long and Marcus Stokes committed before him? Does Chris Parson still want to come to Florida, even with Marcus Stokes? Does Florida still want Chris Parson, even with Marcus Stokes? All those questions that have not yet been answered. But Florida could be adding the second quarterback for the 2023 cycle, and that's something to keep an eye on. Because if they do that, then things are going to get way more interesting because that's not only adding a QB, but that's taking away a QB from Florida State. Florida State no longer has that QB. And they haven't really brought in highly ranked receivers they brought in two good O-linemen, but they haven't brought in highly ranked receivers, so it's going to be interesting to see how that class could change should they lose their quarterback that's been committed for over a year at this point, if that'll cause any decommits, if that'll cause any players considering Florida State to no longer consider them, and you kind of take away, you give them an L and you take a dub and you, and you just walk away with that, and even if you don't, even if Chris Parson doesn't elevate your class, it still helps you. And we're about to talk about Marcus Stokes again and, and how it impacts the 2023 class and how it impacts everything with the Florida Gators. But first, a quick word from Bet Online because if you think the Florida Gators will win seven games this year, you can bet the over. If you think Florida will win six games this year or less than six games this year, bet the under because the win total right now with betonline.net is six and a half. Betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. I've been using Bet Online for 
five coming up on six years now and I couldn't be happier with it. It's got so much. It's not just basketball, football, baseball, soccer, not just reality TV, not just award shows, not just politics, not just economics, not just darts, not just whatever. It might be aliens invading or which country they will invade first, maybe. And so much. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts to wrap up today's show, we're talking about Marcus Stokes yet again. The Florida Gators, at the time of recording this, currently rank 20th in the nation. Their recruiting class is 20th in the nation, which is fantastic for Florida because that is not where they were just a couple of weeks ago. Florida also at this time is ranking 6th in the SEC. The schools behind Florida, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Missouri, Texas A&M, Ole Miss and Auburn, and that's fantastic. It's also wild to see Texas A&M at the or towards the bottom of that list. Eight bloomers this year, evidently. And again, the the top five ahead of Florida, Tennessee is number one, then Georgia, then Arkansas, then LSU, and then Alabama. And again, then Florida is number six. And I think the thing with Alabama and Texas A&M is going to be when these kids decommit from, let's say Arkansas has a rough year and kids decommit then scooping them up from Alabama for Texas A&M is going to be the big win at that point. But Florida, sixth in the SEC, 20th in the nation. And so far, they've got 12 hard commits on 24-7. Those are Eugene Wilson the third, who's, of course, the four-star. He's the highly, highest-ranked player for the Florida Gators class. He's got a 93-66 rating. Then it's TJ Searcy, the four-star defensive lineman. Trayon Webb, the four-star running back who committed the same day that Marcus Stokes committed, and that was awesome. And Trayon Webb, of course, was also uh, crystal balled to Penn State. But then he, pretty much the day of his commitment, the night of his commitment, he was like, yeah, no, I just lied to him um, just, just to get the crystal ball to show up and then commit to Florida. And then Isaiah Nixon, four-star edge defender who was previously committed to Central Florida, then flipped to Florida. Sharif Denson, the Jacksonville product, the four-star corner, that is now going to be a Florida Gator in 2023. F.W. Buckles has two players committed in Gavin Hill, the four-star defensive lineman. And then, of course, Creed Whitmore, Trent Whitmore's little brother. Um, he's an athlete, a three-star athlete, but he's going to be playing receiver for the Florida Gators. Aaron Gates is Florida's longest uh, tenured, I guess, commit for the 2023 class. Uh, he committed in in August of 2021, so he's with a Dan he's a Dan Mullen commit, but he's sticking with Florida. He committed to the school, not the coach, and that is awesome to see. Najee Harris is the is a four star interior offensive lineman from IMG, and he's been doing his thing, try, trying to recruit other players. I see him doing his thing. Uh, four star interior offensive lineman Marcus Stokes, of course, the whole focal point of today's episode. Four star quarterback from Nice. And then there's Bryce Lovett, the three-star offensive tackle, and Tyree Patterson, the three-star receiver, who blew up out of nowhere. Like, Florida offered him, and he committed. And and Florida fans were like, who is this guy that Florida's adding? He stinks. I don't know who he is. And then pretty much immediately, it was like, oh, he's getting a bunch of offers. I Like, he's this big three-star receiver now. Big. He's, he's literally a big three-star receiver now, and, and he's picking up steam, and he's probably going to continued to pick up steam where at the time that Florida offered him, he was unranked. And now we could see him 
ultimately be a top 500 player, but when it's all said and done after another strong season or after his strong senior season, which is again, going to be very interesting to see how things change and how rankings change. But Florida, the, their current commits, I'm pretty comfortable with, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with a QB, a running back, receivers, offensive line, defensive line, edge rusher, DBs. I'm looking at this and I go, I don't think Florida's adding a tight end for the 2023 class, so I'm not worried about it. Um, added three in this year with Tony Livingston, Hayden Hanson, and Arliss Boardingham, so I'm not worried about tight end. Looking at linebacker, I think Florida needs to make some moves. Uh, that might be where they play the portal game later in the season, or next year they might play the portal game where – Linebacker, I think you need to address. I'd like to see more offensive and defensive linemen come to Gainesville because we've been talking about the interior defensive line depth is a major concern. And for years, we've been talking about the receive, the offensive line for Florida as um less than spectacular. But with everybody committing in the coming weeks, over the next few weeks, there are a ton of players that are committing that could be committed to Florida, could not be. But it's going to be a wild ride. And guess what? We're going to be here every single step of the way. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with John Garcia, Sports Illustrated's Director of Football Recruiting and Lockdown's Recruiting Insider. Now make your second listen, Lockdown SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Gordy gives you the best news on the best conference, including the best school, the University of Florida. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports at W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports and Giants Country of SI.com. And I'll see you all tomorrow.